This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. We have made it to week 50. We have made it to the half, uh, was it half centennial? We'll, we'll, we'll call it Mark. I'm not sure if that's the exact wording. Um, we're gonna go with that, anyways. Half a, half a hundred, half a hundo, half a hundred, half a Benjamin 50 half burger, 50 burger yeah, episode. 50 burger. We, have, we have made the 50 burger, all right. Um, so for those, uh, this is Club Red, guys. We'll be we'll be tuning in a little bit later on the other version or in the other part of the podcast for the tailgate where we talk about the rest of the sporting world. Right now, we're going to be talking a little bit of Texas Tech. But for those of you that missed it on the live feed that are just listening to the podcast recording, uh, we just announced and released our new logo. Definitely pumped and excited for it. Very very clean look. We've had we've been holding on to this thing for a couple of months. We had uh, Brooks went out and outsourced it for us, found found it. We kind of went back and forth on these a little bit. Looks super clean, looks super good. It's going to look really good on shirts. If if uh, if you can see on the on the recording right now, Brooks is with it right now. Looks really good on shirts. Going to look really good for like things to be embroidered on and to be put on flags and banners and stuff like. It's 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 a lot cleaner, a lot better logo, a lot better look. We're all excited for it. And uh, for those that are curious, you can go to our YouTube channel. And go see kind of the reveal videos slash kind of a, a a time lapse of the last year of the last fifty a, episodes that we've done. A trip down memory lane, right there. It, it really it was fifty clips that I put into that video right. to kind of commemorate our 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 fiftieth yeah. week of of of, uh, of podcast recording. I like that you threw in the very 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 first little logo that you just kind of yeah, threw yeah, together yeah. for us. I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah. like, man, when the we opener. started there. <laughs> and it's weird that it's like only a year ago, but it feels like a long ass time ago that we used that. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and kick off or jump into this episode. Uh, first things first, is, of course, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify. If it is on iTunes, give us a five star review. Drop a good rating below. Definitely appreciate all of it. Um, if you're not already, follow us on Twitter, tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. As uh, as I just mentioned. If you want to watch the entire announcement or reveal or, you know, our last year in summary video, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that if you can or please. And uh, make sure you hit the bell notification to be notified anytime a video goes live. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one on Twitter. <laughs> Let's put that out. I saw the messages from earlier from somebody... That's only on Twitter. As far as the Twitch goes, if you're ever wanting to catch our live feed, that is www.twitch.tv slash Blanca OG, where the L is actually an L. It's only on Twitter where the L is a one. <laughs> so let's clarify that. We'll get that out there for a couple of weeks at least. Maybe. I don't know. But we'll, 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 I'll see about working that in. Lastly, 
If you have any sort of thoughts or questions or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, make sure you email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Obviously, we have the announcement for the logo, the new cover art, uh, which you will see if you're watching on the uh, on the um, ah, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, you'll see our new cover art on there. Definitely excited to roll that out too. Definitely more of a classic sports vibe. I should have pulled up the video for it. I don't have an image for it right now. Anyways, guys, that wraps up the intro. Excited to jump into this. Texas Tech is undefeated. We actually had a decent showing out for a game, which we kind of needed. Uh, but we're going to deep dive into that a little bit more for you. This is Club Red. All right, so here we are. We're at we we we're we're through the first three. We had the perfect start that we were all kind of hoping still for. Undefeated. We're still undefeated. We we're we this is our fourth week of getting to say undefeated Texas Hell Tech yeah. football. And Let's go. uh we, we just got done with the game against FIU. 54-21 was the final score. Um so Brooks, go ahead and take it away. What's your first takeaway from this game? What is your first assessment? or comment about this FIU matchup. Boy, did it feel good to watch us completely dominate a team, huh? (laughs) Like, finally played to our level, destroyed a team that had no business playing with us. Been a long time since we've been able to do that. Sure, there are some things to nitpick, and we'll get to those later. First quarter, for example, (laughs) pretty much. But other than that, Pretty damn good game. Second quarter, you had four straight drives where he scored a touchdown. Yep. That was fun to see. And then from there on, you controlled the game. And, you know, it was nice. We haven't won a game like that in a very long time. So it was nice to watch that. We played the best 15 minutes of, in that second quarter that I think I've seen us play all season. A lot of encouraging things to take from this game and definitely something that makes you feel a lot better about where you're at as you head into conference play. Absolutely. Um, Dustin, first thoughts, first takeaways on this. Yeah, it was awesome to see the defense show up again and then the offense come with it, not just in the first half or the second half. Like, we had a full game from both sides of the football. Um, I know something Brooks will be excited about stat-wise is FIU did not even try to go for it on fourth down, so we didn't give up any fourth downs. Six or 15 on third down, so still have an awesome third down defense. So that was awesome to see. Um, and then we had everything on offense you wanted. We had passing over 400 yards, rushing a ton of yards, almost 200. And then you had the ball getting so spread out. I mean, it was really fun and very easy to watch, which was awesome. Absolutely. I, I think um, my only takeaway from this, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I got to – I only got to look at like uh, – there was a fellow Red Raider at the bar that we were at that night, so I got to watch on his phone for a little bit, and then I was just <laughs> watching the scoreline because they would yeah. they didn't have it on any TV down here, obviously. So there was there was no shot I was going to get to watch that game. Um, but uh, my only thing was just I didn't I, I wanted to see a little bit of a faster start. Is all yeah. Everything else exactly what we needed. We beat them by a ton. We we, yep. we 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 outclassed them like we should have done last week 
and we did everything else perfectly. It was just a little bit of a putter start, and that's fine. That's going to happen. It takes a little bit to get into the rhythm of a game. That's fine. Again, I, I'm not any kind of upset about it. That was my only kind of, I guess, critique about this game would be that. Would be the slow start in the first quarter, and then after that, it was it was all Texas Tech, all uh, all good things, all amazing things. Um, so as we jump to the next topic, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the thoughts on the offense's performance. Dustin, what are you thinking about our about our offense after this FIU game? Biggest thing. Me and Brooks talked about it last week. Was are we hitting Izukama too much? Can we get off of him and spread the ball around? Mm-hmm. We definitely did that this mm-hmm. week. He was not even in the top like five of wide receivers on yeah. our list this week, which is great. Just because now teams cannot solely focus like on him for the receiving part of the passing game. Now they got to worry about the. Travis Koontz in the play action game. They wor- got to worry about Geiger just going for bombs and six yeah. from 121. And like we spread the ball around so, so much that if you're Texas, you don't like that because you were going into this game being like, hey, is they just go to Izukama? That's all we got to yep. guard next week. Yeah. Well, now it's like, hell, they threw it to like 11 guys. And then on the other side, our rushing attack had 177 yards. Nobody had more than 50. Yeah. We had eight guys that ran the ball and five of them over 20 yards and kind of just spread it, spread it out the same way on the running game. So it's kind of good to see getting a lot of guys out there. The fact that we have the depth to do that is amazing in the first place. We have yeah. black depth for a long, long time. Um, and we got Sir Roderick coming back. So Brooks can have a little bit of a break. Not the whole rushing game is on yeah. his shoulders anymore. Been uh, exhausting so far. Got him out Four there. Rows. You'll probably see a Four lot rows. more of Sir Roderick come next week. But I really liked the evening out over the football through everybody. Yeah. And of course, Shuck had his coming out party. He shucked it up out there. He, he, he shucked up FIU. Brooks, thoughts on the <laughs> offense's performance? Yeah, this was the first time we really got to see Cumbie let it loose, I think, yeah, and, and see what, what capabilities this offense has with him running it. You know, yep. like Dustin said, he had 11 guys with a reception. That's beautiful to see. It wasn't just Eric Ezekama. And while I love Eric Ezekama and I want us to get the ball to him, if that's if, if he's being covered and doesn't have the chance to get the ball, like we have other dudes who can go make yeah. plays, so let's get them the ball. Like it doesn't have to be you have to – force it to him if that's not working i'm okay with it yeah. a lot of our argument with yost was we're not giving basher and we're not giving eric azukama looks but we were struggling against kansas <laughs> right. like our offense wasn't struggling that game so he didn't need to force it to him so i love that we were able to spread the ball around 11 different receivers well bring up our tight ends because those guys had a hell of a game. Yeah. Our tight ends combined for nine catches, 114 yards and three touchdowns. Koontz mm-hmm. and Mason Tharp, a guy who I brought up kind of as a, a, a breakout candidate had his, you know, first big game of his career. Tight ends look great. Kalen Geiger, our leading receiver on the day, six catches, 121 yeah. yards. And yeah, Chuck, you know, let it loose oh. rear highs for him, 399 yards, four touchdowns. And most importantly, no turnovers. So offense coming out party for sure. Of course, it's a lesser opponent, a team that you expect to put these kind of numbers on. So it'll be interesting to see 
how we move forward, but it's definitely one of those performances that you can hang your hat on and say, Hey, this gives me confidence that this offense can move the ball. We have weapons. Even Trey Cleveland makes a crazy touchdown catch in the back of the end zone. Geiger's all over the field. Kuntz and, and Tharp at tight end were looking good. And then, yeah, our running backs are gashing dudes up the middle left and right. Like Xavier White, every time he touches the ball, while he might have a fumbling problem, he gets like eight yards every time he touches the ball. Like some of those <laughs> things are pretty crazy. So just overall, um, something that gives you a lot of confidence as you head forward. Absolutely. No, no I, I can't agree enough there. The, the, the opening up of the playbook to, to, to kind of – work on and and I guess perfect our flexibility in the rece- yeah. in, in in the offensive position and in, in the in who's going to be touching the ball really needed to kind of come out this game uh everybody got their touches and going into going into big 12 play you're going to really need that versatility in players from from top to bottom because then you're going to be able to actually use your full playbook because they're not going to be able to just zero in on easy again like that's not going to yeah. be part of what they're going to be able to do so hats off to the offense and and, and again uh hats off to come on this one amazing job uh and and this is exactly what we needed to see last week but i'm glad we got it out of them this week um yeah. so i think i <clears throat> i touched base on it a little bit earlier which was is there anything to nitpick from this game and for me i, I said my little nitpick at the in the opener of this discussion which was a little bit too slow of a start for me. I want to see kind of some a little bit more, uh, a little bit more drive out of the gates. But that's my own personal nitpick. Nothing else to really knock. Yes. This was a good show, a good performance. But Brooks, do you have anything else that you'd kind of uh, want to kind of pick at or see or talk about in particular? Yeah, I got a couple things, and it's hard to nitpick from a game where you win the way you did this yeah. game. But like you mentioned, our first quarters have been. Not great so far. Uh, through three games, our offense has scored as many touchdowns as our defense has. And when, that's one. Yeah. One touchdown so far in the first quarter this year. Um, the very first drive, and this is probably my biggest nitpick from the game, is our very first drive. We're moving the ball. We have a fourth down and one at the 50-yard line. And so far on that drive, we had gotten positive yards each play, but then all of a sudden we decide to punt it. I that is so stupid. I didn't like that call. And and it's kind of one of those things where sure you can do that against FIU, but I mean, I I didn't like the call. I thought your defense got three and out, go step on the throat, get that first down. They, they weren't going to stop you. And and, and I, I thought it was really uh, kind of a coward move to punt it at home against a way lesser opponent. So I didn't like that. That plays into your slow start because after that, they go score, and now you're down seven and nothing. And then my other nitpick would be special teams. We've had some issues in the return game. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, Fry did a lot better job after his muffed punt, and, and it wasn't really a muffed punt. He he made kind of a a dumb play and tried to go pick up the ball. Yeah, uh, after it already landed and and didn't pick it up cleanly, but. Uh, special teams hasn't been our strongest yet. And so I'm wondering what we're going to do to fix that because we need somebody who's we can trust out there to return. Who's going to make the smart play and not cost us and potentially cost us points by making a dumb decision. Luckily it didn't bite us in the ass, but that, that those are kind of my two nitpicks from this game. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Dustin, do you have anything else to add? Um, 
like we're saying, we're nitpicking here. Maybe just the penalty yardage. We had nine for 75. Yeah. I mean, that's not a lot of yards, which is fine, but nine, I mean, that kind of sucks. And then, I mean, if you really wanted to get picky, just those rushing stats, I mean, we didn't have – we we kept running the ball, which was good, but we didn't have anybody, like I said, over 50 yards. And, I mean, Brooks had nine for 47, Xavier White seven for 36, Townsend five for 28. So, I mean, we weren't getting a lot out of that. So, no breakaways, no big chunk plays really. Where that means a lot, I don't know. Maybe that's what FIU's game plan was that week was try to stuff their own and make Shuck beat them, and he did. So I'm yeah. not too worried about that either with how no. good our running game has looked for three games. No, no. <clears throat> and, again, I mean, the the, the end-all be-all is is we, we got the, the perfect start that we were all hoping for, uh, and we got the 3-0 start that we all were really wanting to see out of this team. And and that's the real end result here is just all the all the small stats, all the nitpicks, everything in between the lines and all of that. In the end, it's all wins and losses. And we got three in the dub column right now, which is exactly where we needed to yep. be heading into the conference play. So last portion where we need to talk about it is our club red picks for this week. So, uh, Dustin, who do you have? Who gets your club red ticket for this week? Oh, shoot. I missed over that. In this reading all this, come back to me on that. Okay, Brooks, who do you have for your club red pick for this week? All right, there's lots of good choices, but I'm gonna go with the guy who kind of jump started the game with his pick six, Muddy Waters. We were kind of in a spot there down. I I love it, Marquise Waters, but I love the nickname Muddy Waters. It's great Uh, and just fun to say. So. Um, and I want, I want that guy in my club. Um, but yeah, you know, we were down seven to nothing. Adrian Fry just had that, uh, punt, you know, muff punt turnover looking like we could possibly go down 14. Oh, and instead muddy waters makes a play, gets a pick six, turns, a, turns the tide of the game, gives us all the momentum and we never look back from there. So muddy waters, the guy that jump started the beat down is getting my club red VIP nice. for this week. I like it. Nice, nice. Um, so I guess uh, I I have I have a repeat entry. I I gotta give it again to Sonny Cumbie on this one. Um, and, and you don't want and, these old dudes getting in the club. I, hey, hey, hey! Gotta it, give it to the players. All right, dude. you know what? Let 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 Sonny Cook needs to be a brand new hashtag that we're gonna start doing. I, I'm tired of Russell Russell Wilson. We need to let Sonny Cumbie cook. We well, need to, we need to let him do what he wants to do. Yeah, but he's he's getting to call his plays and do what he wants to do. I want Sonny Cumbie to be able to do the same thing. He's gonna get my ticket for this week, though. Definitely appreciate it and, and and respect to him for for opening it up and full sending it against FIU. Dustin, now you've had a second. Yeah. Who's your club? Who's like club red pick? Like, ah, no. Oh yeah, a guy we've been waiting over a year to finally make, have a breakout and do something. Coots. Yeah, there you Travis go. Coots. Yeah. Okay. It's finally alive and making Oops. plays and touchdowns. I mean, I don't know how many times Brooks has sat by me and I go, he's huge. Get him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's massive. And All we, we talked did. about was how much we wanted to use tight ends, and we got him specifically for that, and yes. we didn't use him ever. <laughs> he's huge, and he finally had a huge game, six for 53 and two tutters. So good game by him for for that and finally break out for Koontz. 
he caught his fourth pass and they were like, and that's his career high. <laughs> I know. Like, oh my God. <laughs> no way. Very highly. I didn't know that part. Huge like transfer last year. And, yeah. you know, I guess we're just getting used to him or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, you got to watch out for him on the play action now. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see though. It's good to see good calls on the club red. Honorable um, mentions. Uh, I got a couple got? honorable mentions. Okay. Kalen Geiger had his first yeah. really good game as a Red Raider. He was awesome uh, in that game and really shows you have two really damn good receivers. Yeah. And then, I mean, of course, Tyler Shuck. Like, yeah, true. You can't, you can't forget can't about not him. have him in the club, because I feel like, because he had career highs. He looked really good. And without him doing what he did, that offense never gets going. So, um, so yeah. Very true. Chuck, we'll do Chuck like pretty much we'll is like, going to have a VIP season pass. We might yeah, like yeah, rescind really, it like, for a week yeah. here and there. Yeah. So that's, we'll yeah. just go ahead and extend that like for the season, and then maybe true. like just tell them, hey, you get you got to take a week off. You you yeah. you're round VIP <laughs> with uh with with a uh, a possibility of of uh of a pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, that is going to wrap up our little discussion here about the FIU game. Again, not not the not the most uh, in depth, but a lot of good things to take away from this game. Definitely, definitely looking good heading into Big Twelve play. We got two really tough weeks ahead of us. We're going to be talking about the next game, which is going to be Texas Tech at UT in Austin. Uh, definitely uh, excited for this matchup. Uh, Texas Tech coming in looking really good. UT. Uh, getting a little bit embarrassed there by by thinking they're going to be heading to the to the SEC and 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 uh, Arkansas, kind of giving them the 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 proper business as a mediocre SEC team. Um, but excited to watch this game. Excited for the Big Twelve play to start. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this discussion here. Keys to the game on offense. Brooks, what do you have going into this one? What do what do we need to see? from Texas Tech on offense. Yeah, I mean, we need to continue this display that we put on this last this last weekend against FIU. We need to continue to spread the ball around and get all of these players involved. We clearly have a lot of talent on the offensive end, whether it's receivers or running backs. So we need to get them the ball, get our playmakers the ball, and let them go make plays, big mm-hmm. players make big plays and big time situations, you know, that kind of thing. So we need to continue to do that. Um, I think we have started to see the use of RPOs a little bit more each week. I think last week we saw the most RPOs probably. I don't know exactly what the stats are. Remember, we're just kind of fans talking about it. We're not going to go break down film, but we use a lot of RPOs and Tyler Shuck, I feel like he's very comfortable using the RPOs. He made a lot of good decisions, a lot of quick decisions. If he knew a receiver was open, there was boom, the ball was out and in the receiver's hands. So I think a lot, you know, the play calling's key here. Make sure Tyler feels comfortable with what he's doing. Make sure our playmakers are getting the ball. And then can we win in the trenches? What's our offensive line look like? They looked really good last week. Shuck had a lot of time to shuck it around. So Uh, can we continue to give him time to throw the ball and give our running back space? I think that's a lot of the keys right there. Is it, is it can all be won or lost on those five guys up front? Really true, very very true. Uh, Dustin, anything to add to that? Uh, what what, are, what do we need to really see out of the offense on this? Yeah, I'd like to 
they have a little more time of possession. We've been pretty decent yeah. in some games besides Houston that got up and had the ball like almost all first quarter. But time of possession is going to be huge in this kind of game, especially with um, Steve Sarkeesian running the offense for Texas. I mean, he's we all know he's a mad genius on offense. So the less they can have the ball, the less he can create and cause cause stuff for us later. Um, so if we can run the ball effectively and spread the ball out, run the play action like Brooks just said, that'll really, really help us um, come fourth quarter in this game. Yep. <clears throat> no, I'm, and, and I mean, again, I, I just kind of want to keep seeing more of what we what we did in this last game. I want to kind of see them yeah. continue to spread the ball. I want to see them kind of remain unpredictable as to where the ball's going on each play. Yeah. Uh, if you've got, you know, 20 guys that that are that are going to be moving the ball forward for you in different ways, I, I want to see those 20 guys being utilized. Not force it to anybody, not force it to any of them, but just use your options. Don't just try and force yeah. your, your 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 one and two receivers every single down. So that's what I need to see out of the offense personally. Is just continue this streak of spreading the ball around, spread it, spreading the, spreading it, and kind of staying unpredictable. We'll say um, X factors. What do we talk about X factors here? Anything to add just about that? Play, got, and just guys we're looking for that we think can really make a difference in this game. Oh, yeah. um, I kind of alluded to mine. Mine's just going to be the offensive line. I think yeah. they're, they're, I think they're huge in this game because Dustin made a good point. Time of possession is something we've struggled in and we haven't had a lot of offensive plays this year. I think they were saying the stat in the game on, against FIU is we want to run 80 something plays a game. And so far <clears throat> we've been running like 50 plays a game. Yeah. So we need to get that up. And a key to doing that is protecting Chuck and creating running lanes for running backs. So I think they have, this is their biggest game. Obviously it's our whole biggest game, but if they can dominate the trenches, create running lanes and protect Chuck when Chuck has time, he's really good. Yeah. So I think that's going to be our key here is can our offensive line hold up against the best defensive line that they're going to go against uh, so far this season and create time for us to continue to move the ball and not just give it up after a three and out. I think they're they're All those five guys are met X factor. If they have a good solid game, I believe that we can win this game. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, anything to add to that? Who do you have an X factor or anybody that in particular you're trying to kind of see or want to see a big performance we, out of? Two guys that we really love from last game are two tight ends. Yeah. So they have, are they going to be involved in the, in the game, just in general. I mean, we know they're on the field quite a bit because they're two big guys that can block. But are we getting in the ball? Um, if they can have combined like six-plus catches, and they had nine last game, um, that means we're getting the ball spread around, and that should be good yeah. for our offense and our yeah. time I, of possession. So I, I think for me, like one A. Yeah. yeah, I like 1A and 1B, and 1B <sighs> was the tight end, so I'm glad you covered that. I <laughs> ends. Yeah, right. Uh, match that that predictor does hurt a lot. Night seventy seven to twenty two percent. That's kind of a, a, a little a little uh, ridiculous. But anyways, uh, yeah, no. ESPN favors favors UT. That's obvious. Um, no, for me, for me, it's 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 uh, it's our run game. I think if we can kind of get like almost like an NFL style start, where you kind of open up with a heavy run. Yeah. And and obviously you need the O line to be be on point to do that. But if you open up with a heavy run game, 
then you start kind of slowly trickling out to like a little bit of more play action gameplay, spreading exactly. it out to receivers, spreading it out to tight ends. <laughs> but you need to have that good run threat so that way your receivers and tight ends are wide open. But that's just me. That's going to be my kind of X factor going into this game as far as the offense goes. Uh, so keys to the game on defense that we need to have. Dustin, what what are what are the what are you wanting to see? Key to this game on defense is going to be stopping their run game. They have one of the best running backs in the country in B. John Robinson. Yeah. They're going to try to run it and then off of that go play action and try to get over the top on us. So stopping the run game, controlling the run game more like, and not giving up deep, easy touchdowns off of that and later on in the game. Uh, but I actually do have a stat for you. It's my stat of the week. Is this the stat of the week already? Go into it. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Take that for data. It's normally rare, it's normally in the football part or in the. In you have the, a in rare Texas Tech defensive stat of the week. I, I'm not wow. used to this. Currently, currently Texas Tech defense rushing defense is ranked seventh on ESPN hmm. in yards given up. Maybe, yeah, seventh. I just looked it up. I count them. The way the total defense. No, that was just rushing defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, rushing defense. Okay. I was going on rushing here. But that's uh, good. Yeah, I can give you a uh, total defense. But that's a that's a really good ranking, especially. Uh, for this I don't know. Matchup. I can't count that high. It's like thirty. Actually, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's the yards better than better. But that's really good. The fact that our rushing defense is top ten. Yeah. Right now, after three games, I don't care who we're playing. <laughs> but but that's a good sign, especially going into this game with Robinson on the other end. But mm, so yeah. like my my like number for this game for their rushing, if we can hold them around one fifty or less on the run game, we should be in this football game okay yeah if they're over well over 150 uh, i'm not gonna feel good yeah very true so. brooks um any any keys to the game on defense for you yeah it's all about the rushing defense in this game like dustin pointed out we've been pretty pretty good on that end surprisingly good at stopping the run this year we're giving up 57 yards per game on the ground Last week was probably your best running back that you fa- – last week for sure was the best running back that you faced all year, a guy who had a rush for 100 yards in both games. Coming into that one, you held him to, I think, 50 yards. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's been impressive. But that's definitely the key. If you can contain the running game and make their quarterback, their inexperienced quarterback, have to beat you through yeah. the air, like that's your best – that's your best way of winning this game. If you can limit B. John and – Sark's you know what he's wanting to do on offense you're going to have a chance and like Dustin said if you can keep that under 150 I feel like we're going to be right there in this game and look at the defensive line and see what they do that's that's exactly that that's going to be a huge key to this one if they can contain make the quarterback throw we've been surprisingly good at getting getting toward to the quarterback or at least putting pressure on the quarterback so it's all right there on the up front that's where it's going to be it's going to be a battle of the trenches this game. I think so. And for me, uh, kind of alluding a little bit to what y'all were talking about earlier as far as the uh, as far as the offense and time of possession, yeah. the defense needs to get off the field fast. Get it, yeah. Get off the field yes. fast. Yes. So like so so try and maybe maybe one or two series max of like uh and and be off the field. Don't don't go sitting there and letting them work their way down the entire field. It, put in a big effort to get that third down stop like do it early get your offense back on the field 
let our running game and our offense control this clock. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But that's yeah, that was another okay. Yeah, that was another key point that I had listed there. It's time of possession. Yeah. And a lot of that is dependent on your defense getting off the field yep. and getting stops on third. And if they go for it on fourth on fourth down, like that's that's gonna be another huge, huge battle yeah. there. Add, adding on to what y'all are saying, of course, I mean, we still do need to stop the run, which is going to be their main attack, yeah. but getting off the field, that's that's what I really need to see out of the defense is just keep it fast, keep it hard, and get get off of the field fast. Um, so, uh, X-Factors, anybody in particular that you're wanting to take a look at, uh, Dustin, on this game, or on, the, as far as the defensive D-line end? Or D-tackles, like yeah. I said. I said this in the before our first game, Houston game. I said those two guys – more than that, I mean, what's good now is we've seen we have a good rotation of about yes. six guys we've been playing up front, which is awesome. So, and Hutchings guys, has been a beast so far this year. Yep. If those guys can continue to play well and at a high level and keep their rotation going and also yep. stay healthy, um, you can let these three All American type linebackers do what they've been doing all year. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Brooks, anything to add as far as X factors for you on the defense? Yeah, I was going to go D-line, but since Dustin covered that, I'm going to go with Brandon Booyer-Randall and Colin Schooler, two guys who have been other key players in stopping the run this year. Schooler and and that first of that FIU game, I swear to God, Brandon Booyer-Randall was making every single play in that game. It was incredible. It was like Brandon Booyer-Randall. That's a lot to say. Yeah. But number two, (laughs) number two, uh, he was like knocking down passes, making tackles. Like they're going to be another key because it's that next level. If the defensive line, you know, does their job, then it's up to the linebackers to get in and make the plays when they're there. And so far this year, I mean, Schooler, Randall, all these guys have been in Rico, even though I feel like Rico has been more of a coverage kind of linebacker this year is what we're using them for. These guys are going to be key too in stopping the run. So, uh, you know, D line linebackers, it's going to take a, a group effort of them. Uh, but I've liked what I've seen from all of them so far this year, and that's why I have the confidence that we can we can limit this game because we got a bunch of dudes back there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I really don't have much else to add to that. I think y'all nailed it on the on the X factors part. Um, so final thoughts on the UT game. Um, I think we we've covered quite a bit here. Obviously, it's going to be a battle of the trenches. It's going to be. If our, if our, I think personally, uh, if our run offense can get kind of going early, if we can stop their run offense, uh, but the trenches, I think is going to be the main thing, which is a weird kind of thing to say about a big 12 matchup is that it's about the trenches and not about like, you know, who's going to win the shootout. Um, yeah, well on that, like hmm. you don't have your typical Texas and Texas tech, uh, flashy athletes that you have in the past. I mean, yeah, everybody knows Izukama and Bijan, but there's not a ton of like super duper guys you got to worry about like you used to. I mean, they're still great and good athletes, but yeah, this game does come down to the trenches on both sides. It's got kind of crazy though to think about that for a Big Twelve matchup. Any any uh, final thoughts, Brooks, before we kind of launch into some predictions? Yeah, I guess the the other part is we've talked a lot about the run defense, but can your pass defense hold up as well? Yeah. Because I think you're going to win this game if you make them throw the ball. And if they're throwing the ball and your pass defense is playing well, that's, you know, the other part. And so far this season, you know, we've, we've played pretty good pass defense as well. 
Yeah. And we'll get burned on some plays. We we got burned a couple times against FIU, but overall, it's just we always have guys that are around the player, which is nice to see. Yeah. Instead of like in the past, where we were like, "Wow, that dude was so wide open. How the hell did he get that wide open?" Um, so I, yeah, that's that's going to be the key. And then we we mentioned it enough, but it's get off the field, man. Get yeah. Can we get off the field? We've played good defense, but we've let teams eat up clock. Yeah. On that, those third downs, we got to make stops. Yeah. We got to make stops. Don't give them the chance to go for it on fourth down. Make them punt. Make them have to, you know, if they're in the red zone or whatever, make them have to kick a field goal. Don't give them that chance of going for it on a fourth down. Yeah. Get it over to your offense. That's going to help our offense control the time of possession. That's what I'm looking for. Give it to our offense and can our offense sustain drives and not just go three and out when they get the ball. Yep. When we go put up a drive, even if we don't score, eat some clock. Give yeah. that defense some rest. And, and it's just going to be time of possession is going to be key in this game. So uh, we're going to go ahead and jump to the predictions portion where we, where, how we think this is going to shape up. And we're going to kick this off. Uh, we haven't uh, done the shot bet segment, I don't think, in the Texas Tech part in a little while here. We've we done all do our tech shot bets. We've done all our tech shot bets in the Tech. We do our tech shot bets in the red club so. red. We did our, yeah, we didn't get to do it Maybe last week. Cause we last right. week, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just been too long. And the week before that we played SFA. So we didn't have a shot bet for that. So uh, that's what it was. Uh, that's what it was. So the Houston <laughs> week we did it in club red. But. That's true. That's true. So uh, first shot bet for this week, Texas tech uh, versus Texas. Texas, is a seven and a half point favorite on this one. So, um, you know, Dustin, you take the first. You take the first stab at the shot bet here. What 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 are you gonna put your money on? What are you gonna place the shot on on this Texas at being at seven and a half favorite? I will take the Red Raiders in this game. I'm staying a homer, and I say we go undefeated when we come back to the podcast next week. We're gonna be up forty-two to thirty-eight and win this. Oh, game. yes. All right, all right, solid. I'm definitely definitely not feeling any bias out of that at all. Uh, Brooks, um, your take, your feelings on what 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 is your shot bet? And uh, let, what, since we're at it, let's go ahead and get the final prediction out there. Guns up, baby! I got us covering the spread, and I too like Dustin. I yes. have us winning, forty-one to thirty-four. <laughs> 41-34, Texas Tech, couple field goals in there. Jonathan Garibay, you know, let's go. Texas Tech gets the dub over and horns down, baby. Always horns down. So I think we're going to end up going full sweep on this one. Um, and, and and I'll give my reasoning real quick. And it's, uh, it's that it's seven and a half at home for them. So take away the what the 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 at home advantage. It's hard advantage. to predict I, like home field and college. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the but, line opened up this week, it was at like thirteen and a half, and yeah. then it dropped down to ten and a half. So, so here, and then now it's here's like seven and a half. here's why it's because it's slowly dropping down as we get closer to the game. And even though ESPN is saying this horseshit of seventy eight to twenty two, I'm going to go with Vegas. Vegas is going to do a lot more homework than ESPN is going to do as far as because they lose a shit ton of money off of it. They're <laughs> thinking the game is getting closer and closer as this game gets closer and closer. So 
I think we go in there. I think we go into Austin, and I think we pull off this upset. I don't, I don't think it's going to be my more than, more than more than a field goal's worth. I think that we win this one in a very tight one because I think this is going to be all about uh, uh, low scoring uh, because of because it's going to be all run the field and and ram it down the ram it down each other's throat all day. That felt really weird to say out loud, um, but. Yeah, sorry, that was some eye contact. You know what? We're gonna keep moving on. Um, but I think it's gonna be low scoring. Uh, I I do think I do think that we maybe break thirty points for one team. Um, I think I think we we're it's gonna be like low thirties, high twenties in the score line. And I do think Texas Tech comes away with the win on this as well. Just okay. just just slightly inching out. I think that we're we're looking hot. We're finding our rhythm, and I think that we're gonna have a shot to make a big statement this year. But, I'll never pick Texas to win a game on the podcast. <laughs> but I actually, I actually, full heartedly believe we win this game. I'm like, yes, let's go, let's do I'm, this. I'm with it. It's personal. Let's go beat their ass, Coach Wells. Let's do it. That's so, funny. um, the last thing that we do need to announce for this week's episode of the of Club Red is uh something else we've been holding on to for a little bit here. Big announcement, though. Tailgate Talks, pairing up with Jay's Salsa Company. Again, if y'all don't know, phenomenal salsa company, roasted salsa, straight out of Lubbock. One of our close friends, Kelsey. Definitely, uh, uh, if y'all haven't seen it already and, and you're at HEB, if you're at your local grocery store, I think they have it at, at uh, um, all, the United's it? All, all the Uniteds. All the Uniteds, yeah. Um, definitely go pick that up. It's some amazing salsa. Perfect for any party. Perfect for any tailgate. Goes amazing with a, with, with a solid chip. Definitely go pick that up off the shelves today. Uh, it, it's some amazing yeah. stuff. Can't thank him it's enough delicious. for for being a good friend of the show, supporting us, chipping in on the on the t shirts, and and uh, definitely uh, our our first sponsor. And excited to have him and represent him as far as the the tailgate talks crew goes. We're definitely excited for this. But that being said, we're teaming up with Jay Salsa. We're coming at you guys for the Texas Tech TCU game October 9th. We're going to be having our first official tailgate. And we're going to be partnering Let's up with go. Jay Salsa to bring it to you guys. There'll be more details to come. We got some. We 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 got some some uh, some some eyes and and T's to cross and dot. But be on the lookout for the notification. We're still kind of trying to put all that together. What we're going to be doing and all the details. But definitely excited for that. Definitely excited to see some of you guys. And definitely excited to present that for y'all. Um, any thoughts on yeah. the tailgate coming up, guys? Any any bit of excitement or anything that you're looking we'll, forward to? We'll on? know a lot more come next Monday when we find out the time for that game. Yeah. Mm. That will help us determine what our food, mm-hmm. beverage, all that situation will be. Hopefully we do not get an 11 a.m. game and everything else will go great from there. Very true. Uh, but October 9th, officially, yeah. we're going to be having the Tailgate Talks and Jay's Salsa Company tailgate so be on the lookout for it yeah last last bit these nice brand new super comfortable shirts are going to be there at the tailgate so if you want one you got to show up you got to be there we also have on the move. oh yeah about the koozies. we also have some koozies with the new logo on it too that <laughs> are going to be there and available they look so good to, to keep your drink nice and cool as you drink it on hopefully what's going to be a six o'clock kickoff. That way we have plenty of time to enjoy your company. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll be out there. We'll have ways. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, we're going to make sure that you subscribe to our podcast 
And maybe to get a shirt, you're going to have to give us a review. Who knows? Who knows? But it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Y'all are going to want to come. Tailgate talks. We throw down hard here. Absolutely. We we got some experience on this one. As as he chugs his wine in front of the camera. Now, guys. All right. That is going to wrap up Club Red for you guys. Uh, For those watching live, make sure you stick around for the tailgate where we talk about the rest of the sporting world. We'll be talking about the NFL and week three. Definitely plenty to talk about there. But as far as this episode for Club Red goes, make sure if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If it is on YouTube, subscribe and ring the bell for it to be notified anytime a new video goes live or gets posted. Or if you want to watch the last year video that we just posted for our logo reveal. Um, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, find him at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks, find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, find me at Blanca, where the L is a one for Twitter. And then lastly, uh, <laughs> if you have any sort of thoughts or questions or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, email us, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. We'll catch you guys next week for Club Red after we get this Texas Tech dub, baby. Horns down, guns up, baby. Let's uh. go.